Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Hey, I'm Stevie, and in the last few years, I have built a wildly successful seven-figure business selling courses and digital products. If you're looking to create, launch, and scale a flagship digital course, or maybe you already have an online course and you want me to spill my secrets, this is the podcast for you. I believe with Wi-Fi, a little strategy, and someone to show you the way, anything is possible. Let's do this. Want to know more about Launchpad, which is my 12-month high-touch group coaching program where I teach you how to create, launch, and scale your flagship online course? Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad now, and I'll give you access to a free training where I break down the entire strategy for a profitable, sustainable online course business, and you'll learn all about the program as well. That's steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad. Today, I want to talk about online course maths. And if you are not a math person, please don't click out now because you probably need this more than the people that are math people. (laughs) Funny story. I never, ever completed math in grade 11 and 12 at high school. And I remember not putting math down as one of my like, you know, subjects as I was going into grade 11 and 12. And I had my career counselor actually say to me, Stevie, you're the only one that hasn't chosen math. And I'm like, I'm never going to need it. I'm never going to need it when I leave school. I want to be a lawyer and it's not a prerequisite for what I do. (laughs) And I find it so hilarious now that I am in online education and online courses and it is the most math-based thing in the world. But the good thing is that I have actually learned to love it because 
what a love and an understanding of math does. And this is relevant whether you're an online course person, you're in online business, or even if you're in business. But the benefit of online business is that everything is able to be tracked and there is so much data. And the best thing about that is that you can literally look at the data and you can see what is working and what isn't. But we're humans and we don't do that, right? <laughs> because we use emotion and we attach our self-worth to things. And especially in things like online courses, where it's so closely aligned and attached to our personal brand, which is ourselves, we perceive any, and I use air quotes here, even though you can't see it on the podcast, success or failure as a reflection of ourselves. Anyway, I digress because what I want to talk about today is how to take the emotion out of what you're doing when you're selling something, when you're selling anything, but specifically in the context of this online courses, and how to replace it with a logical analysis of data. Because doing things this way does two things. Number one, it allows you to forecast your potential results, right, in a reasonable way. And it also allows you at the end of a launch or if you're, you know, if you have an evergreen funnel or any sales process you have, it allows you to look at that sales process really objectively and uh, work out where the gap is, right? Even a wildly successful online course launch will have gaps. And so what I love about uh, online course math and what I now love about math in general, and I'll go back and tell my career coach this one day, uh, is that it allows you to really objectively work out what worked, what didn't, and what I'm going to do for next time. So in a nutshell, if you were going to uh, decide that you wanted to launch an online course, right? Here is the number one thing that I want you to look at. It is how many people did you get? How many eyeballs did you get on your online course offer? Number one. And then for every 100 eyeballs that you got on your offer, how many sales did you make? And literally those two questions will tell you pretty much everything that you need to know. So the goal and the way that online course math works is that for every 100 eyeballs to your offer, and 100 eyeballs is judged different ways depending on the sales process you're using, depending on a lot of different things, right? So for example, if you're launching to uh, your audience for the first time, so to your email list for the first time, for example, you would judge that based on your email list, right? Whereas later on, it might be something different. But for every 100 eyeballs on your offer, how many people purchased? Now, in online course world, normal, the range of normal is from one to five, right? So 1% to 5% uh, of people that see your offer will purchase. Now, can it be higher than that? Absolutely, right? So I had a message this morning from a client inside of Launchpad who had a 32% conversion rate. Is that normal? No, it is not normal, right? So we work on the range of normal. So if we get 100 people to our offer page and we make one to five sales, what we can do is we can say, okay, great. 
I can now tweak and adjust based on the figures that are presented in front of me rather than saying, oh my gosh, my launch or my uh, putting my offer out there was a failure and what do I do? I'm just going to give up, right? So here's how it works. So in a launch or if you're coming up to an online course launch, basically what you're going to try and do is get as many eyeballs as possible on your offer. Now, if you launch and you don't get say 100 eyeballs, right? So you say you don't get 100 eyeballs on your offer. Basically, it boils down to having what I call a traffic problem, okay? So if you don't get 100 people, what do you need to do? Next time, you need to get more people. And I don't mean, okay, next time I need to post a few more times on social media and cross my fingers and hold my breath and hope that people come and check out my offer because it doesn't work like that. How it actually works is that you'll kind of go, okay, next time my goal is going to be to get 300 eyeballs on my offer. And in order to do that, I'm going to have a traffic and visibility plan that I'm going to use to reverse engineer and back into that 300 people I need. And now this is the case where that you are starting from scratch because trust me, everybody starts at zero. Nobody comes in and buys a big frothy warm audience, right? or whether you're more established because you still need to. This is the one thing in an online course business that is just uh, something that never ends. You've got to generate leads. You've got to market, right? So you might say, okay, I had a traffic problem first time around. And so what I'm going to do next time is I'm going to set a goal for 300 eyeballs. And in order to achieve that, I'm going to set SMART, so specific, measurable, achievable, reasonable, I think is the R, uh, and time-based goals. So smart goals, I call them KPIs, key performance indicators. And I'm going to uh, set those to reverse engineer into my goal of 300, say, right? So you might say, okay, next time, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a uh, strategy where I Uh, get on guest podcasts. And I'm only saying that because obviously I'm recording a podcast at the moment, but rather than saying, I'm just going to see what happens, you would have a smart KPI around it. So you would make assumptions around how many people might end up on your email list based on, uh, based on it'll become experience once you've done it the first time we have kind of like, uh, KPIs inside of our Launchpad program where we actually kind of give you indications around this. But long story short, what you'll kind of say is, okay, I want to appear on four guest podcasts, for example, and let's say that that listenership for uh, the podcast is, say, a 1,000 listeners per podcast, um, and I'm going to have a goal of 200 leads from those four podcasts because I'm assuming, making assumptions, that 5% of those 1,000 are going to opt into my email list, and so I'm going to have that as my KPI, right? So the KPI might be, in a nutshell, I'm going to appear on four guest podcasts with a list listenership of approximately a thousand each with a goal of 200 people on my email list. And then you go a step further. The way that I'm going to do that is I'm going to pitch 12 podcasts and I'm going to make an assumption about a, uh, you know, one in four conversion rate. 
Okay, so you can kind of see how you can back into your goal or reverse engineer uh, the traffic issue, right? And so that's number one. So you need a uh, hundred eyeballs for every one to five sales. But let's say that you got a hundred eyeballs, or let's say that you launched and you had three hundred eyeballs, but you didn't get the number of sales that you wanted. Now, there's two things at play here. Number one, uh, unreasonable expectations. So you can't come in and expect that you're going to have 39 sales out of that 100 eyeballs. Does it happen sometimes? Yes. Is it the norm? No. (laughs) So what you need to do is you need to reasonably say, okay, I know that the kind of standard benchmark is between one and five people purchasing. Now, if I get the traffic, so I've ticked off that and I know that that's not the problem, but I don't get the one to five sales, or maybe I get one, but I'm like, oh, it's a little bit poor. I want to be at the higher end. And we're always kind of looking to bump up what we call, it's called a conversion rate, right? So the percentage of people that see the offer, so the percentage of eyeballs on the offer that end up purchasing. So if you do the work, you get the traffic, but you don't get the sales, you have what is called a conversion problem. (laughs) So there are two problems when it comes to online courses. There is traffic problems, which are solvable by having a traffic and visibility plan with smart KPIs and backing into the goal that you have for the number of eyeballs that you want on your offer. And then you have conversion issues, right? And so the way that that is solved is by looking at your offer, by looking at your messaging, by looking at all of the things that once your offer is out there in front of those eyeballs are actually getting people to go, yes, I want that. You've created enough desire for me. That offer is so irresistible that I want it and I want to work with you and I want to achieve the transformation that you're offering uh, inside of your course launch. Now, the conversion side of things is actually something that never ends as well. You're always optimizing your offer. You're always making it better. You're always looking at what resonated with people, what didn't resonate with people, and you're looking to increase what we call your conversion rate, okay? So either you you have a traffic problem or you have a conversion problem or potentially you might have both, but you won't know until you get the eyeballs on the offer whether you have a conversion problem. Uh, and if you do, so if you get the eyeballs and you don't get the sales, it's a conversion problem. If you don't get the eyeballs, uh, but you do get a high amount of sales, right? You have a traffic problem. Uh, and if you're not getting the traffic and you're not getting the sales, well, you need to kind of fix up on both sides, right? But here's what I see happen. Okay, so it's so simple when you lay it out like that. Literally, the path to online course success is to present your offer to people, get the data back on whether you have a traffic issue or whether you have a conversion issue, and then reverse engineer what you need to do to solve that. But what I see happen is this, and it's understandable because we are all human, and I'm not saying that it's the wrong thing, right? But what I am saying is that allowing your emotion to get in the way of uh, what needs to happen the next time you present your, your course or present your offer out there is dangerous because 
what happens is this. <laughs> you might go through, uh, say, an entire course launch, right? You might get to the end of it and perceive it to be a inverted commas failure. You might base that decision on emotion because launches, online course launches in particular, are inherently a roller coaster of emotions and you won't actually know that for yourself until you go through the process of doing it. But then you'll kind of go, oh, you know what? I'm going to can this strategy. I'm going to can all of it, all of the work that I've done in setting it all up, and I'm going to go off and do something else. And so what then happens is that you uh, don't ever fix the right problem. And so you end up solving the wrong problem. Now, this manifests in a few different ways. Number one is, and this is like the big one that I have seen myself over and over and over again. Uh, so I think that there's this kind of like real perception and it's uh, accentuated by things like Instagram, where people share their wins and their successes and online course coaches and coaches in the industry talk about these big, amazing, flashy things that happen for them, right? But there becomes this kind of expectation that you're going to launch your thing for the first time and you're going to have a $150,000 launch based on uh, numbers that will never actually get you to that point, right? The way that success actually happens is that you put your offer out there you look at the data, you look at what comes back, you rev you optimize from there, and then you kind of grow in a really sustainable way. Because what I will say is that if you had a $100,000 online course launch the first time you launched it, it probably wouldn't be something that you would be ready to handle because the customer service, the work, if you're uh, you know, validating your course and then creating it after the stress of doing that for a really big group of people, can be really overwhelming. But that is a side note and probably a podcast for another day. So what I see, and so uh, one of the big kind of emotion over data things that I see happen is that someone will come out and they'll call their course launch a failure, even though they achieved a good conversion rate. So you know how I said one to five people for every hundred eyeballs. So they might get a 3% conversion rate or a 4% conversion rate or a 5% or a 6% or a 10% conversion rate. And because they're not looking at the data, they're perceiving the overall experience as a failure. And so they go off and they create a whole new offer. Uh, they you know, create a completely different launch strategy and it's easy to do that and get shiny object syndrome, right? And they spend hours and hours and hours reinventing the wheel for a problem that was just a perceived problem in their own mind because they didn't look at the data. And the data was telling them and that actually – they had a three to four to five percent conversion rate and they had a traffic issue. So they need to keep the exact same funnel, the exact same setup, and have a single focus on lead generation. So trying to fix an offer or a conversion problem that doesn't actually exist is one of the biggest things I see when people base the uh, outcome of their launches or their selling systems or anything to do with online courses on emotion rather than data. 
Now, the second thing that I see is kind of the flip side of that, and it is trying to fix a conversion problem, so a a problem with your offer or your messaging or the elements of that with lead generation. And the most expensive mistake that I see happening around that is trying to run. So say somebody has a launch, it didn't work out the way that they wanted it to. And they think, right, I need, I need more people to see this. And so they'll, you know, spend thousands and thousands of dollars on Facebook ads to try and fix a launch that didn't sell the first time. But the ads are actually amplifying the original problem, which is that there was a conversion, a conversion issue, right? And so it's amplifying what's not working. So ads at the end of the day will amplify uh, what is working if you've got a great offer that's proven to convert, and it will also amplify what's not working if you don't yet have that. And a lot of people don't know that. And so, you know, this is where I see a lot of disconnect between, you know, Facebook ad managers, for example, and uh, the people that engage them for things like online course launches. Ad managers, their job is to drive the traffic. But if you're driving traffic to an offer that's not converting, it's like throwing money into a leaky bucket and then wondering where all the money went at the end of the day. So they're the two big ones, trying to fix a traffic issue uh, with a conversion fix and trying to fix a conversion issue with leads and traffic. You need both. You need a great offer, solid messaging, all of the things that go along with uh, whether people are actually going to purchase your offer. And you also need people to see it. Now, this is no different to anything in business, right? If you have a dress shop and nobody's walking past it, nobody's ever going to come in and purchase. So this isn't, you know, when people say, do I need a big audience? Do I need all of these different things for an online course? Well, you need people to sell to. You do, but it's the same with anything that you're going to sell that's out there. You need people. So you need a strategy, a strategic KPI, smart KPI based strategy for generating the eyeballs that you need to uh, have people purchase your course, right? Now, that is really what I wanted to talk about today, the whole kind of data-based decision-making over emotional decision-making and even though it's an issue in all things to do with business, you know, and I think a lot of the time our self-worth really is tied up, you know, when we're putting our offers out there, especially if we're a personal brand, it's all kind of tied in together. But I think that it's particularly true with online courses because the difference between something like an online course and something else that you're selling is that the work is up front, So it's not like you're selling a service and you sell it and then you carry out the work on the back end. You're doing all of the work on the front end and then there's not so much work on the back end. But what happens then is that the experience of a perceived success or perceived failure is amplified because you kind of got put all of this work into it and you try to madly fix the wrong problem. And so that creates more work for you. And really the, you know, the long-term path to online course success is to put your offer out there, see what the data tells you and optimize. You've already done all of the hard work. You've already created all of your assets. You've already created all of the things that you need. And so you're literally just optimizing based on data rather than throwing in the towel and going, oh my gosh, I'm going to start again. (laughs) 
And it's, you know, it's something that I do see and I want to, you know, I guess make it really clear that it's a mistake that you can easily avoid if you're looking at the numbers and you're looking at the data. So long story short, 100 eyeballs, one to five sales, that is your goal. Okay. If you don't get the eyeballs, you have a traffic problem. If you don't get, you do get the traffic, you don't get the one to five sales, you have a conversion problem. And so what you need to do is you need to, number one, put your offer out there. Then you need to look at the feedback based on the data. And then you need to make a plan to analyze your results and either celebrate because sometimes it just all goes right the first time around. And that is amazing or get to work fixing the right problem. The data doesn't lie and spending hours and weeks trying to fix the wrong problem is just um, stressful. It's a lot of work and it's completely avoidable. So that is me off my high horse for today. (laughs) If you would like some help, if you, you know, whether you're an aspiring or you're an advanced course creator and you want to create, launch and scale an online course, obviously that's what we do inside of my flagship group coaching program at Launchpad. And I would love to help you with it. Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad and apply. I would love to see your application if we genuinely think that we can help you. Uh, We will let you know. We're currently intaking for January 2022. How is it almost January 2022? I do not know. Uh, All right. That is it for me. Um, Send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know if you're thinking about uh, creating or scaling a course or you have one and you've been through all of this, and this whole thing has helped you, I'd love to hear from you at Stevie Says Social on Instagram. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you've made it this far, hopefully it means you've liked it. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes and leave me a quick rating and a review while you're there. I would be so, so grateful. Want to say hi? Head over to Instagram at Stevie Says Social and send me a DM. Till next time.